It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, what's going on? Everybody, sorry we're Hello. a little late. Josue dunked on his little Nerf hoop, bent it, <laughs> had to fix Rob, it. Rob ruined everything. Yep. Rob ruined everything. Okay, we should be winding it down, but we are just starting it up. A New Year's post game. Happy New Year's, everybody. January Celtics, the same as the December Celtics, at least to start. Um, uh, can't hit threes. That's not great. Um, a lot of Tatum and Brown. That's not great. Um, ran into a good team on the road. Uh, I mean, that Denver game the first time when Denver came through here was like a cool benchmark victory for the Celtics. Uh, this is kind of more emblematic of what's going on. And of course, Denver shot the lights out. But, um, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, the Celtics, um, you know, they uh, – they, you know, shoot too many threes. They got to get back to. They actually didn't shoot a lot of threes tonight. They tried to get. They tried to attack. They got to the they free adjusted, throw line yeah. a fair amount. They they shot well under their season average. They shot thirty three attempts, um, but they just can't make anything, and that's a problem. And then obviously Denver made everything. So there's your difference. Yeah, this is a weird yeah. game. Yep. First quarter, I did think they settled. I did think they shot a lot. I think there were sixty one percent of their attempts were from deep in that quarter. Missed a ton. That's kind of been a trend throughout December. I felt most games feels like they're like 0 5, and whether that lingers or not kind of swings the game. Uh, but they did adjust in the second. I thought Tatum got it together quickly there. Didn't t- I think he just took one three the rest of the game. Uh, so everything he was doing was downhill 14 exactly. free throw attempts. Jalen was great. Mid range maestro continues and had a good three point shooting game as well. So you get great games from those two. And down the roster, nobody else could get involved much. I, I didn't think they used Eric White enough until the second half. Smart was horrendous shooting in this game. He just couldn't find a shot at all. Brogdon's in a bit of an extended slump right now. And then, you know, until the late in the game, we, we all know what's going on with Hauser right now. Uh, only 18 Rob minutes, so couldn't get a ton of help there. Grant showed up for a quarter, but... Just not enough support for the Jays right now offensively from this team that continues to hang around the bottom of the league offensively since uh, since late no- November. Yeah, um, there's lots of problems. Uh, and I, I did some numbers, and I'll put some up on the screen in a little bit, but, uh, you know, nothing, not like, you know, insane research here. But uh, they're at the bottom for everything in December, you know. I mean, that's a really bad stretch. Field goal percentage, yeah. three-point percentage, offensive rating. Exactly. Um, yeah. The whole thing. So, like, as and that's amazing is 
they were so yes, of course, correction was understood, but they're so good. They're still first in offensive rating overall, despite being, despite being despite being. Well, they were the best offense ever before that. Yeah, despite yeah. being so it even it even out December. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but they were twenty seventh. Right. Um. You know, 27th in December uh, overall in offensive rating. I think 26th in three-point sh- uh, three percentage, 28th in overall field goal percentage. So, I mean, the offense is a legit struggle right now and a legit concern um, if you're not going to be getting stuff consistently from other people not named uh, Tatum and Brown. Right, and especially going up against a team like, like the Denver Nuggets who are just scorching high going into this one. And they remember the history, right? They haven't been able to, to, to beat this team, beat the Celtics in a, in a long time. And when they got out to that huge uh, run, when they got out to that huge start, I feel like the Celtics just they did their best to hang around, but it, it just wasn't the same. Yeah. Yeah, it was. it's not the same. Um, so they what's needed, the problem? Yeah, I mean, is it, 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 so what's the problem? I've Bobby. said all along. Fix I don't it, think Bobby. I don't think they generate enough quality looks right at the rim, like right inside in this game too. You look at their shot <laughs> chart. I, I can put it up on the screen, John. I know you don't like that, <laughs> but they're great when they get inside. And some of that's transition, right? A lot of things get easier when they get out on the run. And I think that's some of the thing. That's what they usually try to hang their hat on when they're struggling to shoot. Uh, but in the half court, they just do not create quality looks right at the basket. You always hear threes and layups. They just have threes. And I've sort of been tracking that stat throughout the year. feels more often when they're going to the rim, it's to drive and kick. And not enough guys are going in there to finish. And you're not getting great finishing in there from guys aside from Brown and Tatum. Now, all that spacing, it kind of goes hand in hand because you're getting 70% shooting there from Brown and Tatum because of good spacing, I think. But in games like this where the threes aren't falling, Nuggets can pack it in a little bit. Uh, I think they really just jam most of the drivers. And you ended up with a pretty messy night. Turnovers didn't help them either in this one at times. Uh, Again, I just think they're so dependent on the three. How many times have they really won this year when they shot bad from three? They had had one recently, but um, overall this year, it's, it's kind of make or miss for them. Yeah, but taking advantage of times when when Jokic was on the bench, I I feel like when you when you seeing Brogdon struggle the way he's been struggling on offense, it makes it really hard for them to sort of find their find that momentum, find their rhythm. And then you look at Marcus, you know, he was finding guys, he made some really good plays, some good passes, but he couldn't find his offense, and yeah. they, they needed it. They needed it in this. And so, on nights like these, he starts pressing a little bit. Yeah, he shot a lot in this game for how poorly he shot and some bad decisions too. I thought Tatum took bad jump shots in this game. Uh, Tatum was forcing the issue a little, um, but, um, you know, again, he, he was trying to be aggressive, probably missed. Some and Brown's doing shots. that too, right? He's just hitting everything. Yeah. I mean, like I said, that's the difference between Brown and Tatum forcing the issue is Tatum ends up in traffic and has to hit a very, uh, you know, uh, difficult shot. Oftentimes, uh, way off balance. He didn't get by his guy. It's contested with help coming over. Brown's just more explosive getting to the rim. So oftentimes he's just beating his guy straight up. That's always a difference when they kind of put their heads down and go. But again, you had to like Tatum's approach because he was playing through contact and drawing fouls. Um, so that was fine. He was just a little sloppier, um, today trying to try to press a little bit when I think he realized early he, he didn't he couldn't feel it from three point line when he misses dead square or easy early ones top of the key you you, you always kind of know like ah uh, you know you, you can tell 
uh, a little bit there. So, I mean, he did, to his credit, he got away from it. We've seen a lot of games where that's not falling early, and he'll end up three for 11 or three for 12. So he did he did get away from it, but, you know, he definitely was trying to force a little bit. The smart stuff, I don't get it at all because, I mean, it's the easiest. The, the numbers on him are just so obvious, and I think someone – did one of you guys put it out today? Um, the stat where like this insane stat where they when he shoots more than five threes, the <clears> record <throat> is ridiculously bad. When he shoots fewer than five field goals total, they like don't lose. Like we've been over this. The smart that's necessary is the smart that doesn't do that kind of stuff. It's really weird when he does. And I don't know, maybe he's looking around and he's seeing other guys not hitting shots and he's thinking, I gotta take a little on myself. Maybe he's bored. May I don't know. I can never guess why. I also am always worried that the defense is kind of gaming the Celtics into finding open shooters that are the open shooters that they want taking shots, which is always the fear with this team. Because if they have a true green light and the ball keeps swinging to an open Al Horford, an open D White, and an open Marcus Smart, and like Joe's like, well, those are the shots we want you to take. You have to start thinking whether or not the other team is willing that to happen more than you guys are working for that shot. I always think that's the fear, you know, especially in big moments of this group. Can you actually get a lineup out there that effectively spaces the floor? And we saw it to start the year because they had the Housers and the Grants and the Whites hitting at a ridiculous rate. And now Smart's down at 32% since late November. And White, certainly, you can coax into some shooting jump shots. I thought they did that with him in this game, effectively, in the corner. Yep. And he's 27% since uh, that November 30th mark where things kind of went awry there. I, I, I think there's issues of guys not not really shooting with the same confidence that they did earlier in the year. Yeah, I look at Wayne Hauser particularly there, um, and you're not really getting those guys as aggressive as they were before, and that carries over to Smart. I do see what you're seeing, John, there in terms of him pressing because they need a third option. I don't know what's going on with Brogdon right now. It's, it's really puzzling. Yeah, Brogdon's a mess. Is he, just, is, is he just under the weather, Bobby? I'm thinking maybe that's it. Maybe he's just not feeling 100%. Could be. He looked rough that game he missed. Uh, I saw him in the locker room kind of like bent over that game. He, he looks missed. like he's aged 10 years in the last month. I don't know what happened. I swear. <laughs> but for everything me, that he does, his ability to get to the rim, he was getting there early. He was getting there before, even right. if he wasn't shooting well. And he shouldn't be worn down playing the minutes he's playing. No, he looks like he's... Yeah gassed or like he's aged uh so but, i don't know what's going yeah. on there maybe there's something nagging um you know that they're not really talking well, he was about sick. Yeah, he was yeah. sick uh, and i know he was sick with the non-covid yeah yeah it's a non-covid illness i, I don't think it's, it's a physical thing hopefully not bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season everything from nfl and bowl season to esports and world cup You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. I don't know. It's he's been slipping for a little bit here, and he was so dependable from behind the arc, and he's still shooting thirty-seven percent over the stretch. But at uh, a certain point, you might have to start rethinking a lot of things if you're the Celtics, and you're not there yet. This isn't like uh a, a look. I'm not a trade smart. 
fire Missoula panic button guy because I do think there's enough talent here, but they got to they might need to start rethinking. But let's look at the formula, John. Forget the wins and losses because you know they're scrapping out some wins because of great defense here. They've really turned up the heat on that end. Yeah, the offense has been bad for a month plus now, and yeah, that's roughly the same amount of time that it was historic before that. So you do have to start to rethink what you're doing right now and what your identity is and Rob's back. I think that makes a big difference. I keep saying it over and over and over again. Josue and I have had this debate. We're going to keep having it. You got to get this guy involved. I and- don't get it. I've been saving this one and I'm going um, like, to, we can go here now. Where's your rank been- on your best players? Look, it's not even he's that. third or fourth, What right? are you and- doing when he's out there? Yeah. This is the second year in a row you got a coach who won't tell people. Get him the ball every once in a while. He just doesn't touch it. He doesn't touch the ball. It's all offensive rebound putbacks and the occasional lob. He They don't give him the ball, and he's such an effective passer. And the one time he gets the ball in the block, what does he do? He faces up, puts one dribble, blows by his guy for this lightning quick reverse layup. And I was like, what was that? Like, you can do that if he's guarded by some goof. Why aren't you giving him the ball a little bit? He's so friggin' athletic. They don't get him the ball at all. Give him the ball high above the key when you're running some actions off of that. Get some cutters going. He finds people. They don't involve him at all. And not only that, like it's the tunnel vision where they miss opportunities to get him the ball. And we've seen all the things he can do. It's not just catching it above the rim. He can catch very tricky bounce passes in traffic and collect them. He has amazing hands. You can get him the ball on the interior and let him go up. He shoots 80% from the field for Christ's sake. He's like 21 to 26 coming in. And My the God, field. just yeah. let him have some touches close to the rim. What are we doing? Sorry. I, that's, <laughs> I, I, that one was I'm there with you, John. Oh, we're that back one's in been 20... building up for a while. We're back to it. And I'm like, we're what back are in we 2021. Doing he's coming off the bench. He's playing 20 minutes. He's taking three or four shots. And I can tell you, when, when, you, when you're gifted a 40-minute rest period, and then they came <laughs> out of it, and they chose not to have Rob out there, also didn't make sense to me. You needed stops and buckets, stops and buckets and rebounds and maybe some second chance points. Why Al? Why go Al there? Why go Grant there? What are we doing? Like, I didn't get that it's at like all. It's like they didn't trust them against Jokic. <sighs> maybe that's right. You know, Jokic yeah, killed yeah. them either way. So you it's not like they were doing twerking. They would throw other options at him, though, right? To sort of make him to just to, just to rattle Jokic because he was, he was comfortable. He was in his bag. I mean, he got to that triple-double in a hurry. He was super limited early. The the rotations they're choosing with Rob, to me, are kind of strange. I was looking back at last game. He played a very limited stint in the first quarter. They played a long stint between like the late first into the second, and then they brought him in late in the third in that game. And again, the second half burst he gave them there in that one was critical, and that was the most they've used him so far, the 12-point game that he had so- against the Clippers. Uh yeah, I, I don't know what you're waiting this is for. Where if, I'm it's, come if it's back medical, to. if it's medical, you understand it. But we haven't got a huge indication that it's medical. I don't mind. I actually say that this game, more so than any other game, he looked the most physically 
fit and active that he that he has throughout and i'm gauging it just by getting up and down the court and how quickly he's moving and just moving to different spots on both the offensive and defensive end it looked like he's got his legs closer to back under him now so again you can start to ramp up those minutes i do believe it's trust but where i was going before was kind of that like you've got this is and here's the joe Missoula challenge and again um are you able to really shake shit up when it's not going the way you want? If you don't love something, can you really can you can you can you move stuff around? Could you? I'm not saying do this because everyone will say I said do this. Can you take Marcus Smart out as a starting point guard and put Brogdon in? Not because Smart sucks, but to unlock Brogdon or to try that combination with the first unit to see whether or not that's what you might need now. Do you know or try some different combinations? Do you Al to the bench? Do you bring in Rob? Do you start to go double big a little bit? Do you try some different things outside of what you're doing? Because right now he's got one move: start Derek White or start Grant. You know, or start <laughs> Derek White and then start Grant, and that's yeah. it. But can you move stuff around now? Are you able to do it and to try and to try different combinations? That's what you're supposed to do in this situation. Or you just keep playing through it and being like, well, we got some good shots and we thought we were going to make, you know. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's, it's you know. driving me crazy. The stupid miss make shots thing. And it's true, right? You know, if they make a couple more shots in this game, it's a completely different game. But it's all about where you're getting your shots from and adjustments and all that different kind of stuff because they've had numerous games this year where the shots just aren't there. Right, but I don't think he's I, I don't think he's afraid to make a drastic move, but he's not going to do it this quickly. You know, I, I don't think it's something he's he's even thinking about right now. I think he still wants to see these guys play it through. And, and Rob's a big part of that. You know, how he responds in this road trip is going to be big, especially uh, against these, these first three games. This one, OKC, and then the one in Dallas. I mean, that's a, that, that's a big matchup. And if he's unavailable or if we're not seeing him trend you know and in, into the right direction and not getting better and then then we'll have to wait and see but then if he's the other way i mean it really wouldn't shock me if we see raw back in the starting lineup within the next week or so but again it all depends on how the team i don't on. think he's gonna do so he got asked about it and he gave i don't want to say an adamant no but he didn't sound thrilled with the idea. And it's weird because earlier in the season. He doesn't season, like the I, assumption. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, I guess like that was what it was. assuming what he's going to do. I mean, I, yeah. don't, I wouldn't be surprised either way. But by the end of the season, I mean, if he has to make some sort of drastic adjustment, I don't think he's afraid to do that. So it's different with Rob than Brogdon because Brogdon, more often than not, is going to be in the closing lineup. And they're trying to limit his minutes anyway, which you understand in his case because I think there's a pretty compelling uh, medical reason to do that given his past. Uh, so you'll eventually get to a point where he's going to close games, even though he's coming off the bench. You're still in this position with Rob where like tonight, you don't know if he's closing or not. And if you're not getting him involved enough early and he's not making a big enough impact on the game, then he's not going to close. And I think Joe probably likes Horford more than Rob anyway, because of the floor spacing and the shooting and all that. Yeah. Um, there's just a big stylistic choice they have to make as a team of whether they're going to go back to double big playing that majority of their minutes. I think they've played that for five minutes per game compared to 15 Look, last it's year. Not, this isn't yeah. a double big. This isn't a bench anybody conversation. This is a. This is right now. It doesn't look like Joe knows what to do with Rob. Doesn't look like Joe knows what to do with Malcolm right now. And, and, and so Malcolm is struggling. I think Malcolm's fine. 
whether it's health related or not, he's not sure where to use him. There's certain times where like, he's your third best offensive player. And I don't think it's a question. Okay. And during times when you're struggling on offense, you would think you would be playing Malcolm Brogdon 25 to 30 minutes in a game during the whole month of December. Yet his minutes were down in December, I believe. And he had some games where he's playing 16 and 17 and 18 and you're getting way heavier white and smart. And I, and I, I, I we all acknowledge smart does a really good job kind of settling things down uh, there, but you're not giving him an opportunity to kind of run with it. Like he hasn't had games where he's running deep. We thought there'd be games where he would close a lot more and he's not really doing that. I don't think he really knows what to do with Brogdon. He's using him like some, he's using him like you'd think you would use like a Neesmith off the bench, like 18 minutes, 19 minutes. Thanks for the effort. And you're done. This guy's an all-star. Like this guy's your third best offensive player. And right now you're offensively stagnant and you're not doing him any favors out here, running him out with a second unit. That's a broke ass second unit right now, because a lot of the players aren't playing as well as they were in the early going. So he's not able to facilitate. He's not able to do as many things because there's really no threats around him right now. When those guys kind of turned into pumpkins, uh, you know, from a shooting perspective, it's just harder on him. So I don't think he's thriving in that unit, but you're not really trying anything different there. So I, I'm not saying change the starting lineup. I'm saying you, you got to, at, at a certain point, you, you got to do something, right? Like you got to start messing around a little bit and try, you just got to try some different things. It's a long season. Like you're supposed to experiment a little bit. There's no, who's got it figured out in October, November, December? Nobody. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I think it's more about Rob because he just came back than Brogdon. Because I think overall, you're I think it is but, season, and it's yeah. it's it's been a success. And he's just going through whatever he's going through right now. Uh, he's he's hitting a whole cold spell, just like a bunch of other guys on the roster. But it does say something that so many guys are going through that at the same time. And it's smart. Smart's been great. You know, this is the first game in a long time where he has struggled. I, so I, I'm not people are quick to bury Smart, and I agree with you, Bobby. That's it's, yeah. this isn't yeah. So he's been – I thought he was brilliant against the Clippers. So he's he stacked up many, many great games this year. I mean, we're, we're talking about him in the All-Star mix. So he's safe. It's that white – Some people Grant, are talking about him in the All-Star Rob Brogdon mix that you're looking at there in terms of how, how well, minutes I, stack up and rolls. Yeah, we don't have answers. We don't know what – we don't know how to friggin' coach. All you're saying is, like, when something doesn't work, you, you, you tweak a little. You play around. You move. Well, you're, you, you're, you're starting to think about moves now too, I think. Yeah, at this point, so, uh, trade Marcus. Know. Just kidding. No, I mean, it's the Hauser thing. There's it's talk the ha- about like, about Pritchard, you know, trying to deal him for for a piece or, or two or something. But come on, outside of that, who's doing that? Right. Who's you signing have, that? 
All right, we'll talk about that in a minute, okay? First, got to tell right. you a little bit about some of our sponsors here. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I just like... Great uh, I, 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 And I'm not even getting started on Neesmith. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm not doing that right now. Um, Neesmith Romeo Day? We could talk about that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. But if you want to start your new year out saving a buck or two, this is what we do, right? New Year's... New Year's resolutions, getting in shape. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Well, you know what else you got to do? Figure out where you're spending your money. Uh, and Rocket Money will help do that. Rocket Money, formerly known as True Bill, uh, one of our sponsors here. You sign up. They they do a lot for you. But one of the things that they do and one of the things that we're focusing on here is they they really help kind of pare down a lot of your subscriptions that you might have out there. Uh, it lets you know where a lot of your money is being spent. It tracks a lot of your finances and expenses, but it really does track uh, where, where all of your money is going towards subscriptions you may or may not know exist. A lot of people think they spend around 80, 90 bucks a month. Realistically, they spend about 200 a month in subscription fees, uh, many of which they didn't know they were paying and many of which have gone way up since they first signed up and they were totally unaware rocket money finds it for you gives you the opportunity to cancel it'll cancel it for you or it might even be able to negotiate you a better rate um so you can kind of continue enjoying that subscription but not for nearly as much as you're paying for it now uh, it's already saved me hundreds of dollars yeah uh, it i guarantee i'm not saying it can it will do the same for you it's a guarantee so uh go to rocketmoney.com slash garden save hundreds cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now um I'm not ready to go full-blown trade, guys. You know, there's enough here to fix what's going on, but they got to fix it uh, somehow. And, you know, again, if we had answers, we would have different jobs. So, I mean, we don't have answers. But, um, you know, this is kind of like, like I said, go back to what we were talking about, where you start to test Joe uh, and what he can do. There's no answers here, though, right? Like, Outside of changing rotations, you're not going to start playing a guy you're not playing. Like, there's nothing on that bench that they're going to all of a sudden pull up and be like, let's start using this guy more. It's these guys, right? Yeah, that's true. But I would have, I wouldn't mind seeing a little Blake tonight just to throw something else at, at Jokic. But, but for the that's most not part, an answer. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not going to be. It's that's not your once a week answer. Over the top yeah. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Just implementing him against particular matchups, especially when the offense is struggling the way it was, uh, to, you know, tonight, I thought would have been, would have been a good, would have been a good, good call. But outside of that, yeah, I'm with you, John. I don't think there's anything that's going to completely change well, the, the makeup of this, of this rotation. The bench has slipped. We've talked about it. You lose, I think in this game, those, those non-Jokic minutes are so important. The teams have taken big advantage of against uh, the Nuggets there. Bowen Tyland just killed you to start that fourth quarter. Uh, before the delay there and I, I you do have to question two guys on the roster right now in terms of um, Hauser who continues to slide it's not giving you anything at all right now uh, effectively and Pritchard who outside of that stretch where Brogdon and Smart were out uh, in November I think early November he he hasn't done anything for you so but you're not expecting it's, it's been them. a tough it's been a tough conversation the whole time but they're guys you can't use right now John and you could potentially swap those guys out for guys you can use uh, especially in such an important year like this you are going to have to make a decision at some point with Pritchard in particular if he's going to be part of what you're doing I, I I love the idea of him sitting there and waiting in case there's an injury I think that's a really tough balance to strike because uh, he was so good the last time Brogdon got hurt, and that's such a likely scenario given how his career's gone. But 
if you're fully healthy and Pritchard's a DNP and you're not getting great backup wing minutes from Hauser, <laughs> the, there's room for some consolidation there. You know, like I've liked the idea of Javante Green and it's not a big move. It's not, again, this isn't going to swing your fortunes or anything like that. You, your key players are going to do that, but it is the things you have to look at if you're not going to be satisfied with the roster you have in place. If you're not satisfied with the roster you have in place, you're 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 right. You're going to make small moves, and then everybody's going to scream at anybody suggesting that they do anything bigger than this. Um, and they're going to get really mad when you suggest trading somebody who they love. Um, but if you're going to take a big swing at it, the most logical most logical name is Grant. Especially if you've already determined you're not going to pay him, um, that makes the most sense. Um, but then I think you he's like the closest you have to a wing, though, in terms yeah, of yeah. But he's defense. not a he's not a third. You know, you're now looking for third options. You thought you this is what bothers me. You got your third option with Brogdon. That's what you got. I, I so I don't. That's that's your third option. That's that's supposed to be a good one. Like he's just he's just slumping right now though, John. I don't think it's. I know, I think, yeah, I'm with you. It's not like, like Rosula sabotaging. I, I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm saying you know, 2021, 17, 17. He had a stretch of 30s, but 21, 23, 19, 21. Those are his minute totals in December. That's not enough use for a guy who's clearly your your third best offensive option by a considerable margin. Considerable. Margin. You don't think they're guy, just managing him? It's a guy him, who's averaging twenty points a game over the last couple of years. He's he. What's that? You don't think they're just managing him? Maybe, but they're you're not getting good use out of him right now. That's all. There are nights you want to see it bump up a little more, and he, you know, when I talk, I to need him to about see this. him playing thirty minutes. Thirty minutes is not ridiculous. I mean, I know it's a guy who's hurt, um, you know, and 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 you want to get there at the end and what happens now doesn't matter, but it's a guy who averages 30 minutes over his career and you're playing him 22. You know, it's not, let's, it doesn't have to be kid gloves like this. It's just a little, it's just, it's not enough. That's all. It's not, if you're looking for more offense, that's your next best offensive player. Well, so I I did talk to him about this. Because otherwise you're talking about Grant, D white or smart to try to improve and find something else or, or more shooting or something. And we're right back in the same smart herder type conversations that we had last year, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like, move out of guard and bring in more shooting. You know, at the beginning of the year, you thought you had the shooting, so you felt better. And when you don't have it, now you're going to want it. I'm not saying do any of these things. Those are just the conversations you're probably going to start having if they continue to struggle offensively. If January resembles, resembles December offensively, they're going to, and you head into February, those are the conversations that are going to be had. Yeah, the minute thing with him is weird. And I asked him about it, like, are they just managing him here? He did have that little three-game push where he did play more there against Orlando's and Indiana in that in that stretch there, and they got some pretty good production from him there, even without uh, awesome shooting. But uh, it does feel like they're, they're holding him back for some reason there. And is it a coach's decision? In that case, you're wondering whether there's some ability to swap him in and out with White there. Uh, and if it's not a coach's decision, it, it it is a little worrisome that you're that conservative with him, like 15 to 20. I didn't expect that to be his minute allotment most nights. Um, you know, And he can hit 30, as you see here on the log, John. But more often than not, they hold him back. And uh, I, I, it's, just, it's, it's been it's a weird usually, season from him. You, you talk about how he looked. 
It's usually on nights where he just doesn't have it, though, right? It's not like I he's guess so. Yeah, they get away most from of him. the time. That's maybe. That's and cool. look, yeah, Missoula will make that. He will make that change. You know, he's not going to say, "Okay, this guy has to play X amount of minutes, and we have to get him going." If he's if, if a player's not, I mean, ask Payton Pritchard, ask Sam Hauser. You know, obviously Brock is better than those guys, but Missoula, if if he's not failing it, and he thinks that the the lineup can is better without him, he's not afraid to trim 10, 12 minutes. And this might be who Brogdon is at this point in his career. You know, like we were all we were all sitting here going, "How do you get him for Tyson? All these guys off the end of the." Maybe like after all these. What do you mean at this point in his career? He averaged thirty three and thirty. He's been hurt a lot, John. I know, I know, I know. But look, here's the thing. I think we somehow miss, like, I think people are like, you you, you, you reduce minutes on old people because they don't have juice in their legs. A guy like Brogdon can get hurt playing 20 and he can get hurt playing 30, okay? He's just... You pull a hamstring at one point or another because you're that you're prone to it. He's not a guy you manage, and like the reduced minutes are what are going to save him. I don't think he's that type of player. He just may be one of those guys that like he's just gonna friggin' pull shit all the time because that's just how his body is. But it's not like some old dude who's only got 16, 18 minutes and then he falls off a cliff at 20. He played again in reduced games, amounts of games, 34 minutes a game the last two seasons when he was playing i don't think it's a minutes thing with him i don't think you're saving him like you know you save old dudes you know like it's this isn't that guy he's not that guy you know that's got to be what it is though because i can't think of any other reason he'd be this limited because you have smart and white smart and white are here and they're established what happens is i think joe is struggling figuring out when to play him at the expense of who um and with and and with whom and that's where it comes down to where sometime you're just like so i'm gonna swap out and bring in white now and then i'm gonna put out um then i'm gonna put out smart back in and then it's like oh shit i'm out of brogdon minutes and then you look at the bo- box score at the end he's like i only played him 19 tonight huh i don't think he necessarily it's, i don't think it's a I, I put it this way i don't think it's a plan i don't think he's being managed i don't think it's a plan to save him i think it's just how they're using him it's, as a it's choice. tough it's tough because he's got the shooting right now. He's still, I mean, even in the struggling stretch, he's shooting 37% from three. But White's got everything else. I mean, I think White's a better defender, better screener, better driver and finisher right now. Maybe Brogdon's a better passer too, but... Brogdon's a much better driver and finisher than Derek White. If Derek but not White had, this year. I don't know Derek, what's going on with Brogdon. Look, he's no. had, Brogdon at the rim? I don't Brogdon, know. That's his yeah. key... That's where he look. He's had a weird stretch, but that's who he is. That's what defines him. That's what he does. Like right. that's what he does. He gets there. Like that's his Even thing. Ten you footers. Know? Yeah, he's. It's just not. Ha- it's just not happening. So it. I. I think they're struggling having to figure out what they're doing, and so that's why I lumped. Brogdon and Rob together. I think Joe's struggling with these two. Rob, since he's returned, and Malcolm all year, exactly how best to use him. Even if he's currently struggling just on this stretch because of an illness, I think it's an issue where Joe's not really certain how to play them. Yeah, yeah it could he's... be. He doesn't always finish the games, and and the games that he does go off or he has his better performances, it's usually the Celtics winning by, you know, seven, ten points. You know, it's usually a, a game that's already been decided before the two-minute mark of the fourth quarter. So maybe that's it as well. But I also just think it's it's just – it's the struggle. You know, when he's when he's struggling, Missoula will, will, will cut his minutes. But 
But hopefully it doesn't carry over throughout this month of January because they need him. The, the offense needs him. He's a big part of it, obviously. And he's uh he's he's one of their best playmakers as well. So he's uh he's 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 necessary for sure, whether he's uh scoring or setting up other guys. Yeah, and maybe you do start to see him get in a rhythm if you if you give him some more time out there. So that could be a solution to kind of break him out of this stretch. Cause you're right, John. He is that third scorer they are looking for. And you know, you could go you could go with some three guard looks, and I, I, you know, I prefer going back toward defense and really locking down. And if you're going to depend on your transition game, you need a ton of stops. So I'm, I'm in favor of going back in the double big direction if you're going to make a change here. I think but that's where they're likely to go. I think that's where they're likely to go. But if you go double big, and then you're going to really, you know, be have a goofy, you know, White and you know, you know, White and Brogdon out there together, which isn't the worst thing in the world. But that's that'll be the lineup that you have there with Rob. We'll see how you know, and then without Rob, with Grant and with Hauser, uh, and then obviously one of the stars. Yeah, it, it can work. Um, but it cuts think- out Hauser probably because you can treat Brogdon like a wing, and who knows, maybe even get Pritchard out there a little bit. It's it's not the thing in the world. If think Pritchard plays, it's play at the some. expense of Hauser, and Pritchard plays, and you're yeah. going with a three, you're going with a three guard lineup. You're going with small ball lineup with Grant and Tatum out there uh, as your five and your four, and it's then you're tough, going, yeah, you're you're going gonna, with Brogdon as a wing. You're going small. If you're going to always, you're going to always be scrambling to help Pritchard out too, and I think that's a big reason Pritchard doesn't play. You saw that in that game he popped into, and in the game he started as well recently. So. That's, again, why I look back at is there a trade to be made at the bottom of the roster, consolidate that a little bit. Because then you could even bring up Cabin into one of those roster spots if you do like a two-for-one or three-for-one. And, you know, I know JD's not going to play this year, but you do have G League guys to fill out those back-end roster spots if you end up <laughs> doing a trade similar to that one like last year where you sent out Bruno and Schroeder and all those guys for, for um, Tice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think they make a trade this year? No, could nothing happen. major. I don't think so. Yeah, nothing crazy, but it could happen. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I'm not counting on it either because I do think there's a value to having those guys like Pritchard and Cornette who have been here for so many years who have played in the system. Um, so, but again, it's an option if if things keep sliding here, they'll they'll keep their options open certainly. But the good thing is right now, Tatum and Brown are both playing at such a high level. Rob's playing at such a high level when he's out there. Smart, again, no worries there. And Horford, you know, I think Horford's Horford. Like, he's doing his thing. So the important guys on the roster right now are producing. White's in a shooting slump, but I don't, I don't have big problems with how he's playing right now overall. And the defense got up to number one over the last seven games before um, What's interesting because like, collapse tonight. What happened yeah. with the defense tonight? Is this just a brilliant Jokic game? It's lazy. It lazy, and when you the, fall asleep, the Nuggets game too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a seventy percent. It's it's a sixty percent shooting. It's probably that simple. Mm. That's how good they are. This could so be the, the Celtics missed the shots guys. and the Nuggets made them. Uh, you hate you hate doing the make miss league thing, but sometimes it is that simple. Uh, but I mean, the Celtics didn't do themselves any favors defensively. They didn't really clamp down. They looked like they were going through the motions. They were walking around. Uh, he I didn't torched th- the double teams. Uh, he torched double teams. I didn't think Rob impacted the game defensively at all in his 19 minutes. I thought he was more impactful on offense, um, which is strange. 
for him. Um, but uh, I don't think he made a huge difference uh, there. I don't know that Grant did his Batman impression on Jokic there. I think Jokic, Jokic is just, just cooked everybody. This is a just, special Jokic right now. Same he's seven Reeves. steps ahead of everybody. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, he, he's spinning in the Almost hook. everything that he does, though, it's like you always talk about like simple things with the Celtics, like just move without the ball or do something like watch Jokic just do what he does. He'll he'll run through four different actions on, like on on like in like 10 seconds, like just the stuff that he does. He'll do a dribble handoff. He'll, you know, r- you know, run a flare screen, jump down to the post, you know, draw doubles, wait to kick it out to somebody or he'll get he'll like look for a pass because he instantly knows if i get it here it's a hockey bing bang boom dunk like he's got it it's like very very larry like like give it to me now i know exactly what to do you know and he does it he sees the whole thing unfolding before him where everybody's going what he needs to do how to position himself just the teeniest little things just kind of chipping somebody on like a semi-screen slowing them up so they can't get over uh and then rolls to the basket i mean he's just his positioning on his catches when he decides to get into his position he'll just be floating and all of a sudden Boom, he attacks, gets really low, makes a catch, and he just, look. you know, the guy's pinned under the basket. He just stands up and just drops in an easy two. Everything he does is so elite, uh, just in terms of, you know, his overall just understanding of the flow of the game. It looks effortless. It looks like he's just walking around out there, but he's doing so many things. He's he's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. And he just looked like, again, like I said earlier, he just looked so comfortable. He just looked just not rattled at all. And the Celtics are throwing double teams at him. He's splitting them. He knows where his guys are, his shooters. He knows when to take the put the ball on the floor. It's just incredible. I mean, he was the best player on the floor. Yeah. And you think about, we always had the conversation with Tatum. And Tatum, I think, levels things out significantly with his defense, but not enough to where you're able to compete with a guy that's this much of an engine offensively. Tatum's a great scorer. We've seen him do phenomenal things this year, but he's not on this level. I mean, 12 assists, grabbing boards at this rate. And Jokic, you know, I, I knock him for his defense. He's worked on it. He's he's manageable there. He's not following in a game like this. I, I think he's doing what he needs to do out there. And in a team concept, you can get by. Uh, they need some rim protection out there, but... That's really all they're missing on this Denver roster right now. You see just how and they didn't even have Murray tonight. Add Murray exactly. to this mix. So that that's the thing I'm smashed. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing is like if you want to do a trade-off, well, they shot that yeah, they shot great, but they're also missing like you know, an all-star caliber uh player. So, you know, it's uh you got you got beat by a good team in a game that wasn't competitive ever. So yeah. They shot great. It's an easy way to kind of make yourself feel better about it. But you didn't play great, really, on either ends of the floor all night long. And that's what you're going to look at here. Could they have remained competitive if Denver wasn't shooting lights out? Of course they could have. But you still would have been like, this was a bit of a slog of a game because they weren't, there wasn't great effort defensively. Um, you know, they, it never looked like they were 100% tonight. And then offensively, just out of sync, disjointed. Did Again, everything was, you know, reliant on. Sorry, I just cut out for a second. Everything reliant on the Jays there, you know, which is bad. When we're talking about how good they've been, though, let me ask you guys this. Uh, like, Tatum and Brown are on a ridiculous tear. Is that – this will sound like a New York Times pitch box headline. <laughs> but, like, is that a bad thing? You know, like, 
because you know everyone else no. not being as involved you know like now you start no. to really rely on these guys and you can't count on anybody else now you start to worry that like maybe i shouldn't be shooting because it's not falling and should i give it to these guys i think should those guys are going through that yeah yeah but that's, that's that's not a bad thing you know you you got to see that through and obviously that's a position you want to be in if you're both of those guys and this is what we wanted to see right you know, both of these guys taking things to another level, doing it as a cohesive unit. So they got to figure that thing out. But I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, you lead by example. That's what Tatum does. Jalen's been a lot, much more vocal this year. Uh, he's taking things to another level, flirting with, you know, scoring 30 points a game. I mean, yeah. this is huge. You know, one of the, the, the best dynamic duos we've seen in a long time. And I, and I think that's a. That's a really good thing. You just have to make sure that you 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 uh, you, you lead the right way. And I, I have confidence that they will. That they'll they'll lead. I know. Yeah, I keep saying this. You're not sure. No, no I, keep I mean, saying I, this too for the chat. Yeah, the bar is high. This is the kind of bar you're trying to stack up against against a team like this. This is a potential finals opponent here. So these are mm-hmm. measuring stick games, and we're not freaking out and saying the world's falling for the Celtics, but we do have evidence of a month-long offensive slippage uh, that's all kind of stemming from the same thing, missed shots that they were relying so much on earlier in the year that we talked about potentially coming back down to earth here. And then the fact that there's other great teams in this league right now. Like, you're just watching this team. We went through that stretch, John, where they're running away from every team every night. They've had great wins since. Again, that Clippers win was awesome on Thursday. But I don't think you're miles ahead of other teams in the league right here. You know, maybe a Denver could be. Maybe the Eastern Conference team that emerges. We'll see Brooklyn in a few weeks. We'll see, uh, you know, different teams that are in that mix. Cleveland once again. There are teams that can stack up against you and expose some of your weaknesses here. And you're going to have to kind of try to solidify some of those by the end of the year. But this isn't nitpicking saying that the Celtics are terrible. You know, they're, they're in that mix of four or five teams that are potential champions here. But I think in recent weeks, you're seeing that there are some things here, some issues that aren't going to allow them to just sprint ahead of the field. And that never happens. You know, only the Warriors have kind of done that over, over recent decades. Yeah, look, we got ahead of ourselves, uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm as guilty as anyone. Maybe it was just wanting to believe that, like, they'd kind of unlocked something with the way that they were playing offensively, uh, kind of free and easy and loose. And it was just, it wasn't as much for me about, like, I would be, you know, intoxicated, you know, feeling of, like, all of those threes falling. It was the movement. It was working for a shot, passing up good shots for better shots, you know, uh, all ball movement screening for one another all of these things that like i loved that they were doing and it was resulting in them you know hitting a ton of shots as well but i felt like the process was the thing that i liked more and i i believe that they had kind of found something um and unlocked something about themselves that they would just keep riding. But you're you're right. They just look like another very good team that can struggle on any given night that's kind of closer to the pack than we thought. And that's fine because they're in the mix. They're one of, as you said, I mean, let's say eight teams that can win the title. But a month ago, that it might looked be like a they, lot, but they're in the I upper mean, tier of that group. They're in the upper tier of what would yeah. is, you can safely say is about eight teams, you know, that are, that can contend for sure. Yeah. Um, right. You know, and, and I think if you look at their record against the other teams that are in that mix, it's pretty good. You know, it's it's better than than we would have predicted, right? Maybe like two months ago when the season when we were uh, a week or two into the season, you know, oh well, wait wait till they play against the Bucks or 
you know, let's see how they look against other teams, you know. In the yeah, and the West. Bucks are going through Brewer right now. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah, you know, right. the rest of this road trip's what? Dallas, San Antonio. You're going to win the rest of this road trip. Okay, see. Yeah, you're going to roll the... Dallas with a cupcake? Yeah, I don't know. Dallas is a tough one. Dallas is in Denver. Okay, see, might, might be harder than people think it, going into it, too. Yeah, it's it, the the thing you're thinking about right now is what this looks like on playoff time. That's all I think about any given night at this point because I think this team is going to roll to a one or two seed. I, I was looking today. I think they have like one of the five easiest schedules left the rest of the way. It's like a forty nine percent winning. Possible? Percentage. I thought they had the easiest schedule already. Is, really? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Especially December. Uh, yeah. December got a little tough there with all those road games too. We had a big home stand as well. Uh, I don't know. That stuff always changes, but th- that's what I saw earlier. And again, this is, the rest of this road trip is going to be more manageable than Denver. I'm just saying, come playoff time, what's it going to look like? They're still figuring that out. They still have a long way to go. Um, but I don't know. This this last month here, I just I just don't love the offense. And tonight was more of a defensive thing, just in one spot matchup that ended up being really tough against the player role. And that might happen against Dallas too, with Luca playing the way he is right now. Um, but this isn't just a couple games. This is this is a month out here where this offense has just been really wonky. Brutal. It's brutal. Disjointed. Um, it's entirely They're up 26. to ta- They're not like 13th. 27th for December. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. It's been bad. Um, you know what the Celtics might need? Athletic greens. I think they might. An Addery, I think they might. I think they. I think they might. It's the new year. You talk about stuff you're starting the new year. I, I guarantee eighty percent of you guys are starting some sort of health kick. You know, on Tuesday or whenever uh, when life uh, starts back up again. What a great way to do it! I swear, Joe Sway's there. There he is. <laughs> Look at that guy. He went to get his athletic greens. I had to had to plug my laptop in. There you go. It's all good. A great way to do it. Um. Uh. Uh. uh Check out our partner, Athletic Greens. Um, It's a sponsor for the Garden Report uh, for the last several months. And throughout the year, throughout 2023, we'll be telling you all about this terrific product that we all use on the Garden Report. Um, It is, uh, you know, know, why take it? Again, all of the reasons you're probably going to start your health kick here in the new year. Um, you want better health, more energy, more energy. You want to optimize your immune system. You don't want to go chasing a you know million different pills and vitamins. Bang! That's what this is for. It's just 75 high quality vitamins and minerals, but they're all in one place, one scoop, cup of water, and you're off and running. Uh, takes care of all of those things that you want to uh, focus on. As we said, recovery, focus, aging, gut health, immune system, all of that stuff. It's diet friendly. Uh, doesn't matter if you're paleo, keto, uh, vegan, whatever it is. Uh, no sugar at all. Less than one gram. Um, it's uh, you know highly endorsed product um, with you know, medical professionals, uh, athletes, uh, celebrities. Uh, it, it's proven out. It it, it 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 it's a good product and it'll work for you. Uh, give it a shot. Uh, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system. Uh, as we said, one scoop, cup of water, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to make it easy to incentivize you. Uh, we, along with Athletic Greens, are going to give you a free gift. One year supply immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first uh, purchase. If you go to athleticgreens.com slash garden, once again, athleticgreens.com slash garden, 
and you're going to get a phenomenal t-shirt. We're still doing this. You support any of our sponsors, you get a free t-shirt. That's coming directly from us. We will ship it directly to you. Does not matter where you live. Uh, we'll get it out to you. All you have to do is just uh, DM me that you have um, made the purchase. I'll give you a form you can fill out and your t-shirt will be on its way. Guys, let's put this to bed. I know everyone's going to be like, shut up. It's a game. Don't overreact. We're not talking about one game here. We're talking about a, co a continuation of trends. Um, it's a new year. You want to start things off the right way. You face a team like Denver. You want to, you know, put your best foot forward. They didn't. Doesn't mean anything if they, you know, go and they clean it up. But we've been saying it doesn't mean anything for a while now with this team. And that's where it starts to get a little bit concerning is, yeah, it doesn't mean anything if you have one or two bad games, if you put it past you. But you keep doing this, you're going to end up kind of in a 50-50 split of terrific basketball for half the season and garbage basketball for another half. Uh, it's an entire month you played garbage basketball. You can't keep doing it for too much longer. Yeah, that's what you hope doesn't happen. And be right? considered serious, right? You want it, right. You want you want to make sure this this isn't a pattern and uh you want to see how they bounce back against OKC, especially on the road. And then you got that big matchup against Dallas and, and Luca and after what he did, the sixty point triple double. And for for that matchup, Luca versus Tatum, sure, that's what everyone's gonna be talking about. That's where everyone's gonna be. That that's the headline. But you wanna see how this team responds as a as a whole, right? You know, you wanna see how they do on that stage, on the road. And especially with the way they've been playing offensively, so hopefully this is this is going to be just a uh, something we talk about next week. As uh, oh yeah, it, it may have felt like the sky was falling, or have seemed like this could have been a pattern that that would have doomed the Celtics, but they were able to bounce back. Yeah, in those last, in the next two games. Well, that, yeah. that goes back to the Tatum and Brown conversation we're having because those guys alone are good enough to get past Giannis alone, even and yeah, of course the Rockets and other teams that they've seen here. The, the Clippers one was really impressive. I think you had some other guys get in the mix there, particularly Rob. So that shows the power of getting even just one more guy involved there, plus Smart being great late in that game. So you do need like four or five guys. Again, we're, we're talking about depth here. Depth's not going to matter a ton come playoff time because you're going to tighten up and play guys bigger minutes. Broad then, of course, as we talked about earlier, Rob hopefully by then is ramped up to a level where he's playing 30-ish minutes. Uh, so right now, like this is just regular season stuff that we're talking about, uh, but it's it's a matter of kind of figuring where everyone fits and trying yeah. to escape these ruts. Yeah, they're, own, they're a game over own. 500 in their last 15. Um, you know, since that first Miami win, they lost that second one. They're eight and seven since that point. They're five and six since that Golden State loss um, where, you know, things kind of went off the rails. That's 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 where they started playing bad basketball um that's where it really started to kick in there um and so that's what you've seen now since that stretch the losses have looked bad they've looked like a team um nowhere near the one in the first half of the season and so you know i'm not sure what I do, but i do have that schedule now in front of me now if I, so uh john corrales good friends over at bsj wrote this this morning or yesterday um that at that point they have the fifth easiest schedule left now, looking at the updated numbers here, they have the second easiest schedule left after Denver tonight. Interesting. Uh, seven of their final games, or I guess that's eight of their last 45 are against the Spurs, Rockets, Hornets, Pistons. Yeah. Your tough ones are Philly and Brooklyn. A couple of yeah. Milwaukee games left, too. So, Brooklyn, Bobby, is a reason why we don't do apology cams that easily, right? <laughs> 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, what are we talking row. about? A month or so now? Derek White is a reason why we don't do apology camps. But Derek White's still playing good. <laughs> He's playing fine. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. We're going to have He's... this white battle forever. And now wait till, you know, I guess what, two two San Antonio games left. Romeo's going to come back and... They'll score oh, winning. Yeah. Jones can have more ammo for this. For oh, this he's dropping 20 against the Celtics. We uh, know it. No, but I mean, you know, Brooklyn's been, yeah, you're right. You've beaten some teams that are playing a little bit better now. It's a similar situation. Denver, Brooklyn, Denver being one of them, you know. Um, the Celtics yeah. absolutely friggin' punked Denver when they came here. That that was a, I was at that game, great game, um, and just dizzying, you know. Like, remember, I came home fired up. I'm like, this yeah, game that's is when friggin' you your, real. You had yeah. your green goggles on that night. Yeah. That's right. I was like, these we guys are. the towel at the game. Woo! Yeah. They manhandled Jokic. Did you they see did, that? They did, man. Yeah. They friggin' yeah. disrespected them. That was great. And, and you, know, you know, you saw the inverse of that tonight if we're just talking about tonight like yeah. nuggets came out flying around bruce brown was like in his game it locked in bruce played had, pretty well that first game too yeah i mean yeah. porter did not just hitting everything yeah. in this game yeah. porter they just they're they were a team on a mission and malone i love malone as a coach this guy digs into them he's at the pressers saying and they have no energy you bench five starters at a time Oh yeah, man, he benched Jokic last year when he had a triple double against the Celtics. He he, he benched his star. He's like, this guy doesn't want to be here right now, and he sat him. He had a triple yeah. double. He sat him with a triple double. Yeah, that guy's a great coach. They yeah. they've been trying to get this win for it. The Celtics have given them issues. Jalen Brown years. had an interesting years. comment. Did you see it? Yes, no. I saw that. I know Jalen Brown, say. obviously, like Denver wanted this and they haven't beat him. So, you know, they were puffing out their chest when they were knocking down a lot of those shots and you had Bones getting all, you know. That was weird. Out. They had a little skirmish. Then they, like, you then know, they hugged it out. Uh, Jalen Brown and the Nuggets, we don't get to play them again. So that's good for them. Um, I love that shit. Good for Jalen. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about a great game. He was perfect tonight. Yeah, let's uh, let's give it out. Uh, Josue, who gets Josue, who gets your brownie? <laughs> oh, Jalen, Jalen for sure. Jalen's on it. Can you do, can you give us I, a minute on Jalen, John? I, I, look, I thought yeah, the I'll be right back. Obviously, <laughs> obviously they ran out of time, and it was it wasn't a whole lot after the whole the huge delay. But I was like, keep feeding Jalen, keep getting him yeah. the ball. You know, yeah. like why. Why try to uh, keep trying to get Tatum going? And I mean, obviously, if the look is there, then, then you do it. But then coming out of that, uh, the, the Nuggets timeout, you saw Jalen make that move straight to the rim. I mean, that was yeah. uh, those are the type of plays I, I wanted to see uh, the Celtics continue to do until until he ran dry, until he couldn't score anymore because he was in his zone, even after the delay. You know, 
he's just found the spot in the offense, getting ahead, uh, even three-point shootings coming around, which is great. So that's helped him reach this new level. But leaning into those mid-rangers, John, we've talked about that. And Joe's talked about it too. He's not adverse to them. Jalen's getting to those spots and just finishing with ridiculous efficiency there. Only Kevin Durant is hitting a higher percentage of yep. mid-rangers uh, than, yep. than Brad. Among guys with and we're talking like f- like fifty eight percent. I mean, it's a high percentage, yep. right? Yep. He's yeah, he's up to fifty five. He's up to what twenty seven points a game now. He's, he keeps going up and up. Keeps climbing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you know he's part of this mix that has figured out the defensive end too. You know, you were confident they were going to figure it out there, John, and they have. Uh, yeah, aside from tonight, so hopefully that run keeps rolling. Uh, my only other thought uh, tonight is, and I agree I, I with this a- comment. This is what I was saying a couple of games ago too. They're clearly back in the mix with the other teams, but I still think their top game is the best game out there. But that's just mm. me. That's um, for sure. I think yeah. that's true because you have these two guys that are that can just roll and to get to forty points each, and then you have a mix of other. guys They can that beat are really you a lot of ways, and and they can play any style of basketball. And they, they, they yeah, yeah. So they they can do a lot, but yeah. They can do a lot, so you still feel good about them. It's just this is such a crucial season. They have such a great opportunity in front of them right now that you do think about these little things that are going to potentially swing a championship here when they go wrong. And even things like the bottom of the roster and what they're going to do going forward here into the new year. Uh, But Jalen, another step. It's great to see. No turnovers tonight. He's just been locked in for like 30 games now in a row and he's the the most important thing and we keep talking about this if he rolls that all nba team it's gonna be really hard for him to pass up 300 million this summer and then you got brown and tatum for you know close to the end of the decade there so that brown thing we worried about even during the summer if he's playing like this and fitting in like this and having this kind of profile, I mean, he might start the all-star game. He'll be, he'll be in Boston long term if that's the case. Uh, yeah. I mean, Galen's clearly an all-star. Is that, that's not even debatable at this point. Starter. I don't know about starter, but he's clearly an all-star. I mean, yeah. right. I think the debate is if he's all all NBA or if he's going to be. By the end he's of the right NBA on that line. Thing. He's right the on that NBA line. NBA thing's the one that's important because it's it's a contract. You know, he won't accept a contract this offseason if he's not because it just you know how the cap set up. But if he gets three hundred million off all NBA, the supermax, again, it's it's going to be really hard to imagine him passing that up. If he does pass that up, you'd be like, what? What's going on here? <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, that's you know, it's 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 a thing, um, and it'll be a big deal, and obviously, I think it'll impact you know his future decisions. But um, I, you know, I don't think it's the most important thing right now. It's figuring out everybody else. These guys are locked in, um, so you don't really have to worry what you have in Tatum and Brown. But it was really interesting. <laughs> I, I sent it to you guys on a text, like NBC had sent out that little. Uh, tweet today like you know with the bench guys when they were walking in they're like what do we name these guys and i was like i don't think now is the time uh to do this you know yeah they're not exactly thriving yeah it's not like they even have a full unit they just stagger and tatum and brown with those guys 
It's not like 29. I was, you know, when Marcus Morris came back on Thursday, Joe I was remembering bench with attitude. It was like Roger. Oh, yeah. BWA. Um, was Hoy Hayward with the bench at that point? I think he was. They, they yeah. benched him, even though he was being favorited. <laughs> and then everyone started thinking, oh, people are pissed now. It probably were to a certain extent. Aaron Baines was in BWA too. Who was the fifth? There was, there was one more guy we're forgetting. Rozier. Rozier, Hayward, Morris, Baines. One more guy. What are we trying to get? Oh, at? Brown. Brown was on the bench then too. Jalen was coming off the bench. Yeah. 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 yeah well, um, you know, we're not going to solve all the world's problems now, but I, I will, you know, I'll leave it with one thing. Play Rob more. Um, <laughs> just play Rob more. I can't wait for him to start. Yeah. Play Rob more. That's what I think. Um, I think I think you're getting there. But you're right. You, you guys what a keep stupid it. call on him, too, in the second quarter, I think. Where he got so what did they say? They done. thought his own hand in the rim influenced the shot, so he, like, double-tapped while he was dunking? on the rim cradled the ball in. Cradled yeah. the ball. They call on him all the time. It's stupid. That was, that Who was cares? A, that was a dumb – that was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. That was dumb. Um, all right, we're going to wrap it. Um, we had a delay, uh, obviously, with the Celtics. So um, it's uh, now January 2nd. Uh, enjoy your off day before everyone returns to the rest of their normal uh, work activities. Uh, we are back. What, when's the next one? Tuesday. 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 We're, we're back on Tuesday. We should have a full house here. So we'll definitely, um, you know. Uh, we're missing you know. Sherrod, man. Come back, please. Sherrod will be back. Sherrod's had Sherrod's had other responsibilities. Yeah, he's on. He's, he's enjoying himself. He's having a nice little break. Yeah, which is fine. Which is fine. Uh, I'm gonna give myself a nice little break. So maybe we'll uh, we'll swap out Jimmy and Sherrod, and uh, and you guys can uh, can roll through Dallas. But anyway, happy New Year to everybody who's here. Um, we are looking forward to a great 2023. We had a fun 2022. Yeah, obviously, um, if you think about the full calendar year and where we were. Um, and somebody had said, look at last January's show, but you're right. We're Somewhere almost around... one year of the day that I jumped off the ship. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere oh, that's around. Right. I know. Somewhere the around the middle of January, game. things changed and then everything changed. And we're talking about a ridiculous run of basketball over the last. Um, you what know, did Grandy tweet? I was a 60 win year. 60 win calendar year. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, again, that takes us all the way to the NBA finals. That's something that we got to share with all of you guys. So 2022 was amazing in that regard. We hope to do it all again in 2023. So thank you guys. Um, I'm sure you guys gave your new year's wishes on the last show, which was our final show of the year. I didn't get a chance to be part of it. So happy new year to everyone looking forward to a good 2023. Uh, we will be, uh, we will be whatever. I'm going to clarify something for one person in the chat that doesn't seem to get it. You just can't be a dick, dude. That's as simple as that. Okay. <laughs> it's not about opinions. You just can't be a dick. And if you do it again, you're gone. Uh, the rest <laughs> of you, we love you. That's great. Just don't be a dick. Um, hey, good we'll night, everybody. Discord, by the yep. way. Yep. Feel free to jump in there. Okay. Later, everyone.